Hey gang, before this episode starts, I'd like to say that it is sponsored by Urban, the app and web-based way for you to book wellness treatments such as massage, manicures and pedicures, facials and osteo services, and have them delivered to your door and provided by trained practitioners in your own home, office, or hotel room. If you go back to episode 62 of Tiki Chris Talks, you'll hear my experiences using Urban and booking their services. I loved it. And you'll also hear there's a special promo code to get 15% off your first booking with Urban, and that is T-I-K-I-P-O-D, Tiki Pod. And to find out more, you just need to go to urbanmassage.com or look for them at I am Urban Strong on Twitter and urban.strong on Instagram. So that's Tiki Pod, 15% off, urbanmassage.com. Do yourself a favor. You're going to love it. I had one of the best massages of my life, thanks to Urban. All right, now here's the episode. Yes, hi. This is Chris Osborne calling for Chef Locatelli. Perfect. Chris, just bear with me one moment. Please let me try to find out where he is. Give me one moment. Sure, take your time. Yes. Yeah, it's far from Jojo Locatelli. I have him on the line for you now. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Hello. Hi, Chef Locatelli. How are you? Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you very well. Oh, great. How are you? Very well, very well. Good busy this morning, but usually Monday morning. I understand. Well, I know you're very busy, so we can make this a very brief conversation, but thank you so much for your time. Um, yeah, let's just uh, run through a few things, basically. I, I, I'm sure you remember we met at the Italian Cultural Institute. Uh, you were making risotto for a small group right, of journalists. that's right, I remember. Way back I in December. I that day, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did, yeah. Well, you, you, you made a lot of people happy that day. The food was great. Um, uh, it was such a nice, and it's such a beautiful building, and... And, you know, I love that building. I love to go there and cook. <laughs> yeah, oh, fantastic, fantastic. And cooking in London is something you've done for quite some time, isn't it? Yeah, I've been here from 86, 85, 86. Okay. I had a couple of breaks, one break, then I went to Paris for three years. But otherwise, my career has developed completely in, in, in London. Okay, okay. Um, but you develop your love of cooking in Lombardia, is that correct? Yeah. Well, that's where I was born and raised. Right. And uh, and uh, I cooked uh, with my family in my family restaurant uh, till I was about 14, something like that. And then uh, straight away, as soon as I started uh, having, uh, having uh, going to school, going to ordinary school, I, I got a job somewhere else. And uh, I worked in a couple of restaurants around the lakes, which are specialized on cooking, you know, uh, freshwater fish and things like that, right. and, uh, and, uh, and but my, you know, it was very different world cooking-wise than is now, because uh, you could never be a really good chef if you didn't work with old French cuisine, and at the time, you know, when I was, you know, 17, 18, you know, there was like Nouvelle Cuisine come on a, on a 
2016, and so the French were leading the, the pack uh, without any shadow of doubt. So it was very important to have a, a, an international uh, experience in order to become a real chef. And not only, it was also important uh, for me, you know, I, I felt always a little bit tight in, 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 in my little village. And, and so my, my great dream was to come to London and, and to work at the Savoy because I used to read all the time books from Auguste Lescoffier, which he wrote them uh, <coughs> at the Savoy in London. So yes, it was my so. dream and I finally turned into, turned into reality. Fantastic, and then at that point, uh, when you when you achieved your dream back in uh, the late eighties, and you were working at the Savoy, did you have no. in mind to start your own restaurant? No, no, not at all. That comes so much later than that. Until then, it was very much uh, it was concentrating on, on, on producing food, and and didn't didn't even think about who was consuming it. Didn't even think about the part of the clients. The clients weren't part of my daily routine. Mm-hmm. The clients were on the other side. My my job was finished when the dish was finished. So I didn't come to that for a long time. And uh, and, and after you know I left London, I went to Paris. And after three years in Paris, I had a bit of a sabbatical, and and uh, I was thinking over a few things, and I, I really didn't want to. I don't know, I didn't, didn't feel like I wanted to be a chef like the one that I worked with in the last few years, especially the one in Paris. It was just such a misery for me there. Yeah. I didn't yeah. enjoy a day there, sort of thing. And, um, and so that, that really sort of like gave me back. Uh, I, I went for a big sort of traveling with my motorbikes and, and living in the streets and like living, you know, living on a daily basis, you know, traveling around like that. And it gave me this, this, this idea that, you know, good food need, need the traditional style. You could have good food. So it's sort of like it was like a purification sort of thing. Okay. And then uh, I come back uh, I come back home and I got a phone call from London saying, you know, could you come up and help us do this restaurant? I said, well, if I can do the menu, that would be, that would be what I wanted to do, really. And uh, they say, yes, okay, you can do what you want. And so I come up and, and, and then, then I realized what was happening after my dishes. The point that we had so little money and we couldn't employ too many people, so the, the chef were also, sometimes if the waiter were getting too busy, we would serve the dishes. And really, I realized that, you know, I wanted to have rest. I wanted to be a restaurateur. Mm-hmm. I wanted, a chef wasn't my only sort of aspiration. My aspiration was to, to actually run a restaurant. And I wanted to run a restaurant of high quality yes. where the people were treated properly where everybody was enjoyed like I saw it when I was growing up because when I was growing up in Italy in the restaurant of the family everybody was like a family nobody ever shout nobody ever put anybody down nobody's ever made anybody uh, you know feeling terrible right. or bad about a mistake or something like that and so I thought that that was something that I wanted to bring together and I wanted to bring together you know all my experience the one I had in London the one I had in Paris uh, cooking wise but also this idea of having a place where the conviviality of the old people the work and consumed was in it and 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 so that was just just Zafirano was born and and it didn't last too long because we had some problem with some, some of the partner but uh, and then we me and my wife finally sold everything that we had and well, literally everything and mm. and bought this restaurant that was called Locandolo Catelli, which is about like 17 years ago. Okay, wow. And uh, that's quite a story. You you said 
you didn't think you needed to run a mission to have Michelin stars to have a quality restaurant, but soon into owning, uh, soon into opening Lacanda Locatelli, you had you got you earned a star in what two thousand three. <laughs> well, that I mean that that shows you that you know there is no need of of, of humiliate people you know to have a star. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. We convinced that you have to treat people bad in order to achieve a star. <laughs> you can be nice and successful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that you know, especially this is this is a business. It's a business that you have to love people, that you have to like people, because sure. this is what it's all about: is people. You know, it's just it's just you dealing on a daily basis with each individual, with what yet what went wrong that morning, or what went right, or whatever. You know, so, so this is a it's, it's a life thing that then takes care of people on a daily basis. It, 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 you have to have that approach. I feel I feel that their approach is very important and makes you know creates. You know, happiness is important in life. You know, it's, of, course. Uh, of course, it's important to achieve uh, your goal, but it is important as well that you are happy about it. Because sometimes, you know, there's a lot of chefs and they are very unhappy with what they do and how they do it, and they give their premature time chef and they shoot themselves in the, in the mouth. <laughs> it's, like, it's like incredible <laughs> if you think about it. Somebody achieves something like that, then he kills himself. Yeah. You're like, wow, how, how can it be possible? Yes, yeah, that's uh, uh, a very good point. Well, you're not just a chef, though, or just a restaurateur and chef, Chef Petron. You've also, you're also a, a television personality and a writer. Well, writer is something that I, I, I really enjoy writing books. I'm very, very slow, so it takes me three or four years to write a book, but that's my rhythm, and our editor knows about it, and, and he lives in my space, and... Um, I would not try, I would not write a book, uh, I would not put a recipe in the book unless I cook it for at least a thousand times okay. and fold it and make sure that it works perfectly. And, and, and I also also try to tell a, a very sincere story about what I feel about the dish and how it came wrong. And this has been, I've been very, it's been very well accepted by the people. Yes, of course, you know, they will love me, they want me to write a book, a, a, a book a year, but I can't do that. And uh, out of that, then kind of like the TV arrived. The TV arrived a little bit uh, uh, in, a, in a very funny way because I didn't start to do TV like uh, uh, primetime TV. I started to do documentary with, with Andrew Graham Dixon traveling around Italy and doing this, um, and doing this sort of art and culture and food yes. uh, travel around, which was called Italy Unpack. And that was... Uh, passed out by the BBC and, and, and BBC Two and it, it went absolutely brilliantly. And uh, obviously I got very used to the, it's a, a, a meme, isn't it? The TV is a very, it's a very different thing, it's a very different way to do things. And, uh, but I, I must admit that the travel with, with, with Andrew for me were absolutely like a, a breath of fresh air because I was out of the kitchen and I was discovering things with him traveling around and that was, you know, I enjoy so much that. Then uh, last year, uh, no, actually two years ago, the people of Master Chef in Italy contact me and say, "Oh, would you like to be uh, here one day to be a guest judge?" Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did. I went down there, and I must admit, then I worked with the team, and I really, I come back and I said to my wife, "I really had a, a fantastic day. I really enjoyed working with them, and I felt, I felt, it felt really." 
uh, how do you say, I don't know, positive about it, the whole okay. experience, you know? And uh, so the year after, they, one of the judges left, and so at the age of 55, they say, would you like to come back as a judge or master chef in Italy? And to tell you the truth, I could not say no, because I was so honored of the fact that, you know, a career spent outside Italy, usually you get ignored by the Italians, you know, they always, you know, want to go to eat Italian, and from other words, go to Italy. Right. You know what I mean? And the chefs, they have travels all over the world, they have the Italians one. But because uh, I think the importance of it, the international importance of Italian cuisine has grown so much, and the understanding of this cuisine has grown so much all over the world, then for us, chefs and works outside Italy, we have become a little bit of an ambassador of our country. And, um, and so this was kind of like, I felt that I could not really say no. I really wanted to try to do it. And so I, I, I did this uh, Master Chef in Italy, and it's been an incredible roller coaster because uh, it's going out now and it's very popular in Italy. You know, it's like six or eight million people watches it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. So my mom is very proud of me now because before she could never be that proud of me. She kept on just saying, yeah, he's, he's got a restaurant in London, he does his things, and now she really is proud of me. Oh, that's <laughs> that great. Really yeah. Now the neighbors back home know that you are a, a great the chef neighbor, too. The postman, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you go back to Italy often? I try to go as much as I can. Uh, we have a house in Puglia which is, you know, we had a, a love story with Sicily, so for 10 years we've been going to Sicily. Actually, 20 years we went to Sicily. Every year for a month we used to get a house and then the kids would stay there and I'd go up and down and things like that. And then uh, we kind of like, uh, uh, five years, four years ago, we decided to buy this house in Puglia, which is our sort of uh, dream house because it's very secluded and, and really, really nice and very, very calm in the front of the sea. And, and obviously I have to go home to see my mom because uh, poor darling, she's 85 now. Mm. And she's left on her own because, you know, my father passed away. And so I, I'm, I'm, the, the, I'm the man in the house now, even if I'm not there. <laughs> I see. Do you cook with your mother? Does your mother still cook? Oh, no. She, when I'm at home, she wants to cook. Okay. <laughs> Very rarely she lets me cook. Unless I want to cook. Unless we have, like, my nephew or somebody comes around and we want to do something special or something with a lot of chill in it, then, then she doesn't do that. But for the rest, she will, she's very, very uh, jealous of her own kitchen. And she, <laughs> she, 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 even if when you work, she will stand there and look at you. Like, you know. And she's a very, very good cook, you know, on a, on a, on a sort of like, uh, on a family basis as well. Like that. But my father was, my father was a very, he was a very good man. He never cooked anything. He only grated the parmesan cheese. That's his, his own job that he okay. did in the kitchen. Very important. Lunch, yeah. he grated the parmesan cheese for his pasta. But uh, he, was, he was a great gourmand. He, he understood food. And it was the same. Like, my granddad was even it was even better. My granddad was what you would call a real gourmand. He was like he was about 145 kilo. He was an enormous man. And he really loved food. He would travel. He would take us like, you know, if the restaurant was very busy because, you know, we would Saturday and Sunday when we were little, uh, there would be like banqueting and things like that. So in order to take us away, he would take us, he would take us to places like in Piemont, to these places to eat these things and to have the truffle when there was the truffle. Mm-hmm. And I remember eating the first pizza with him. Mm-hmm. You know, in Northern Italy in the 60s, you didn't have pizza. Right. Pizza was something that came from the South. 
Tanzania were spares, you know, in Milan, maybe you had some, but where we were, there, I remember traveling like this place, uh, like in the other side of the lake, and taking the boat to go to the other side of the lake, and then traveling up the thing, and then going to eat this pizza on these Neapolitan guys, and I remember that he was yesterday, and he, and he used to let us drink, <laughs> <laughs> he used to let us, if he sit down, he'll order a bottle of wine, and then he'll just give a bit to me, to my brother, to my cousin, <laughs> oh, like if he, I remember that day they eat the pizza, he says, okay, today I'm going to make you drink something fantastic. It's called bicicletta, which is like half a lager, a little bit of lager, and some of lemonade Great. mixed together. And I, that, that day, for me, is, you know, it was a, such a, that pizza, that pizza margarita with the angelis, and the, like a Napoletana, and, 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 um, and that, sort of bicicletta, sort of beer, and you know, you call it shandy in English. Yeah, shandy, yes, of course. Yeah, shandy. The shandy is still like one of those, you know, moments in my life and where kind of like, that's what I want to do. I want to do something with food because this is incredible. That's great. Wow, what a beautiful uh, image you've painted there. So I don't want to take up much more of your time. I know you're very busy, but can I just ask uh, what your plans are for the rest of the year and what fans of your food and your shows and books should look out for? We kind of like, uh, we kind of like uh, start to write a little a book, but we are on the first stage. Uh, I'm still deciding which way to take it. So I guess it's going to take, I mean, we're gonna, I'm going to work at it, but it's not going to come out this year. And uh, I have a fantastic project going on in Cyprus, yeah. uh, which is the Amara Hotel, and it's just, it will be the first five-star hotel in Cyprus. <laughs> and uh, with uh, us, uh, we will do a, a Ristorante Locatelli, and then there'll be Nobu with us as well, then we'll do like a Matsuiza, and uh, it'll be like a, it's a beautiful, beautiful building, and, and they, they are actually, some of the team has left uh, Friday actually, Friday, two of them have gone already, they moved down there, and we're opening, opening in the, they say middle May, but I see more like uh, how, <laughs> the end <Okay>. of May. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> very, very you know, nice. Things like that goes uh, with hotels, you know. But it's a, it's a beautiful place. I loved it uh, in, in, in Cyprus. Uh, I love the people. And I thought as well, there is this, uh, there's something about this sort of Mediterranean cuisine that really fascinates me. And uh, here you get a great influence really from the Arab cuisine as well as sort of like that sort of like a, 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 all the fish of the Mediterranean and you know Israel is just there, Lebanon is just there so the, the produce were so uh, incredibly good and uh, I thought that yeah we could really do something here that, that, that would be very special so okay. I'm very excited to go down and, and work because we worked on the menu for a bit now but uh, obviously you know you can only apply when you have the ingredients in the front. To, to in paper, it's, it's very difficult to make a menu just in paper. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to, to, to go down and talking to them on a daily basis. They're traveling around, they're meeting some farmers, they're meeting some people who grows, who, who uh, have uh, some fishermen, and we brought some seeds down there so in order to grow some salads and things like that. So mm -hmm. it's a very interesting project. That's great, wow. How exciting. Well, thank you so um, much. Thank you to you. And uh, it was really nice to meet you and talk to you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And, Fantastic. Uh, thank you. Have a good day. Yeah. Best of luck. Bye and thanks bye. so much. Bye. Bye-bye.